good morning, evening, whatever Martian time frame we've got going on here. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> All right, then you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad we got a chance to connect. I'm sorry it took a, a little while, but uh, I guess we're we're in now, right? Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Um, I'm not sure I forgot to mention if you've got your email handy. We could start with that, or you could just describe the situation, whatever whatever works for you. Obviously, I'm in my way. I might not be able to have children, and my boyfriend that I've known since I was 13 years old, but we've only been together now for three years, he seems to be delaying it or putting off marriage or anything like that. Um, uh, also, he has already a 10-year-old girl, so th- there's no rush for him. Um, also, don't know if I'm being unreasonable, um, putting him on the spot, and things are triggering me the whole time with that he doesn't put me first. And um, so it, every time he drinks, he goes into absolute rage fit. I would perhaps say something and he would just go crazy, hit things. Um, that The more stressed he is, the more that gets triggered. And, you know, he doesn't touch me at all, but it's not really healthy. Um, so I know I've... Hello, hello. Sorry about hello? that. Somehow I got disconnected on my side, but um, I'm sure it's fine. So you were just telling me that he went into these uh, angers or these, these rages and he doesn't touch you, but I assume it's a pretty pretty scary thing to be around, right? Sure. So you've known him since you were 13, which means I assume that you know his, his family life, his family history, and what's the story with that? He's, um, his upbringing is quite sad. Um, his parents kind of made him the adult in the situation. Um, he never got to finish school because his parents made bad decisions and he ended up working since he was 14, 15. We, um, his parents are, uh, two years ago, his father had a, um, are you still there? Yes. Okay, just checking. <laughs> um, he, two years ago, his father had a second heart attack and he couldn't work anymore. And then with the COVID, his mother also lost his job. So now they once again, again, dependent on him. So that's his parents and his life. And I mean, th- these are hardships, but that doesn't necessarily translate into abuse or temper. Uh, because, you know, families no. can have hardships and they can pull together and they can get closer and they can admire each other more for how they deal with these hardships. It doesn't mean that things get bad. So for the most part, I think hardships are an effect of bad behavior. Not always, but, you know, you think of somebody who, oh, I lost my job. It's like, well, yeah, but did you yell at your boss because you lack impulse control and have a bad temper? And so I just, I guess my question is not so much about the hardships, but about did he experience violence? Was there uh, any kind of addiction or or criminality in the family or anything like that? His father, from what I understand, was a drinker when he was younger, or when they were young, his children were younger. And he was, they were in a car accident. And since then, he never drank. I'm not sure what age he was. but he doesn't drink anymore. How much he drank before, I don't know. Right. So where does his temper come from? 
your 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 husband's temper? Where did, where does that? Oh, sorry, your boyfriend's temper. Where, where does that where does that come from? Um, he has a lot of anger towards me, um, as well as his father, from what I understand. All right. I so so wrong. hang on, hang on, well, <laughs> hang on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come from you. It doesn't it come doesn't. from you. No, it doesn't come from you. Guaranteed. Because if somebody ha- has a bad temper, okay, let's, let's say uh, let your scenario, right? I, I want to sort of attack this at the core because this is not, mm. this is not right. It's not healthy, right? And, and this is maybe what no. he's convincing you, that you are the cause of his bad temper. It's not true. You didn't raise him. You didn't model for him how to interact with people. And let's say, let's say that he had, I mean, in this scenario, I don't think it's true, but let's just pretend that it is, that you are just so annoying. You're just such a difficult, annoying person. I'm, of course, I know it's not true, but let's just pretend that it is for a moment, right? That, that he came into this relationship with you. He had a, a, a good temper, a sweet disposition. He was gentle and kind and, and strong and, and, and a, a positive person. But boy, you're just so annoying that you end up driving him to have this terrible temper. Well, he wouldn't stay with you, right? He... he a, 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 a wise, positive, blah, 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 like peaceful man, if, if he was in a relationship where he felt his temper getting worse and worse, he'd be horrified. His family would be horrified. Everybody would talk him into leaving you because clearly you were just making him an angry guy. And I can guarantee you that that's not the process. that occur- I've never seen that in my entire life, and I've no, had thousands that, of these conversations. No, that's true. I remember when I bumped into him again after being separated like 15 years his um, hands were um, damp, like hurt because he he was actually with a woman before me a girl before me and they were in such arguments or whatever that he he damaged his hands so much so it's it's definitely been there I think okay so so that's important that it's not you who has caused this bad temper but there's something about his bad temper that is compelling to you. That's that's the problem. The problem, the problem for you is not his bad temper. The problem for you is that mm. you're there with the bad temper, right? Yeah. Now yeah. he may, of course, try to make his bad temper your responsibility because then you run around trying to fix him, and he gains control over you. He gains power over you, and because he feels powerless against his own bad temper, he wants power over people. Like, if you don't have control over yourself, you end up wanting to have control over other people. So he doesn't know how to deal with his bad temper. He doesn't know how to manage his own bad temper, which, you know, we all have from time to time. It's natural, right? So he doesn't know how to manage his own bad temper, so what he does is he says it's your fault, and that way he can blame you, which means he's less, even less chance to control his bad temper, if that makes any sense. Yeah, he doesn't take responsibility. Right, right, right. And, and therefore, it can't be fixed, right? Like, let's say that you and I well, are yeah, married. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's say you and I are married, and I, uh, I'm gaining weight, right? Like a considerable amount of weight. I'm just getting fat. And I say, hey, hey it's, it's you. Your eating is, is causing my weight gain. <laughs> and I, I work at controlling your eating and your food and your exercise. Is that going to change my weight? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. 
No. <laughs> you can't control his temper any more than you can control his digestion. Yeah. That's up to him. That's on him. Now, the big question is... But I do seem to always feel that I do... I, I would perhaps say something that would trigger him. Like, if I would say a truth, it would absolutely... Uh, yeah. The more true it is, the worse the temper, the outfit. Sure. 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 So... The big question, if we take him out of the equation, because you can't control him, you can only control yourself, right? No. So what has trained you to manage other people's bad temper? In other words, what happened in your childhood where the best you can bring to a relationship is managing a bully? Well, my sister was really the only one that I can remember because my childhood, I have such few memories. Um, my, my older sister, she, she was a lot, I'm quite a small girl, very, very small. And my sister grew quite a bit. She was two years older than me, but she grew quite a bit, like, faster. And she, she definitely bullied me, but I was kind of powerless in the situation. But I just, if I could, I'd just escape, go to my room, try and just be alone and just leave me alone. <laughs> kind of thing. I'd, I'd, suppose, you know, it's the best way I could deal with it because you know, how else when you can't reason with someone. And uh, I just wanted to note the, it's very common in these conversations, the invitation to laughter. But it's not funny, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, you were scared. She was bigger, you were smaller. And a lot of yeah. people talk about birth order, but I think birth order is less important than physical size when there's abuse in a family, yeah. right? And, and sibling relationships, you know, at least 50% of them are classified as abusive. I mean, siblings are, um, you know, everybody focuses on the parents, which is, you know, important, but the sibling stuff is, mm. is very important as well. So I guess my question is, yeah. wh why, so what's the age gap between you and your sister? Just two years. Sorry, six years? Two. Oh, two years, sorry. Yeah, two years. And she's yeah. uh, older? Two years older, yeah. Two years older, right, right. So, why was she so bad-tempered? My father was uh, supposed to out. He tried to control her a lot. Um, she was first for all the punishments. My dad was quite a strict father. Um, I mean, you know, just speaking to my mom and so like I can't remember my, my dad ever coming and tucking us into bed and giving us a kiss. We always used to go to him to say goodnight. He was um, more of the um, dominant type of father, rules, strict, and she got a lot of that. And I was kind of the, um, what do they call it, the apple of the eye <laughs> for my dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not uncommon that a parent will pick one child to be a favorite, uh, thus almost virtually ensuring bullying from the other child. It's uh, unfortunate. Uh, it's very bad. Bad parenting, bad decision, but uh, it happens. Yeah. It happens a lot. Yeah. So, 
your father, you, you you seem to have sort of positive statements like, you know, he was strict, he was a disciplinarian, he was, you know, lots of rules and so on. Uh, would you call him a good father? No, no, not at all. Okay, so what was um, uh, what was in the let's let's put a few things in the because some of those things can be positive or at least perceived that way. What would yes. what can we put in the negative column? The negative column is that he was really never there for me. I mean, I don't if I, like for instance, like growing up, we do things that he'd want to do, and that brought us closer to him. If you know what I mean. But, like, for instance, school concerts and that, he was never present. Like, or how am I feeling? Or uh, not emotionally involved at all. We kind of just uh, brought ourselves up. And between him and my mom always fighting, we, and I was in the hospital most of my, my childhood. So, and that was probably also a good thing that I didn't see as many fights as they were. But yeah, it was very absent, really. Boy, there's a you. You are very good at getting a lot of information across in a short amount of time. Wow, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. I appreciate that. I really do. And there's a lot, lot that's going on. Okay, so l- let's start with the hospital stuff. What was what was going on for you as a kid? A hostel, hostel. I'm sorry, did you say hospital or hostel? Hostel. And so why were you boarding there? School. Boarding oh, school. Oh, I see, I see. I'm so sorry. Uh, sorry, we've got some, some uh, cross, uh, cross-commonwealth uh, language challenges yeah. here. Okay, okay. I thought you said hostel, boarding. and then you were like hostel, and then a hostel means like a place where you sleep with a bunch of other people when you're traveling, yes. but you mean boarding school, right? Boarding school, yes. Sorry. All right, all right. Uh, yeah. And your sister so, didn't go to just, boarding school? Yes, yes, she did, but um, so I was uh, not important enough. <laughs> right, you, she couldn't okay, gain status. Yeah, she couldn't gain status with the younger, smaller sibling tagging along, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. They always say blood is thicker than water. Um, I don't think that's true at all. Mm-mm. I don't think that's no. true at all. And the funny thing is, is that she ditched you, like your sister ditched you, for all of their, for all of her friends uh, in 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 hostel, in boarding school. But I bet you she's not really no. in touch with any of those friends anymore. Jeez, uh, um, she was, but the last six months she has really gone off track, bad, bad. Right. She, um, she. Long stories with her, but she was uh, addicted to all sorts of drugs, and she went through a, like a life-threatening crisis. She swore never to smoke again. Um, ten years later, she has now a child of five, six years old, and she started smoking again when she couldn't smoke cigarettes. And uh, she's all the friends off school, and that that one by one they she's causing a lot of havoc, but it's just been since she got a new boyfriend and he smokes and now they both smoke and it's just I haven't spoken to her in three, four months that she's been terrible. Well so when you say smoke, do you 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 don't mean cigarettes, right? It's something like marijuana weed. or something? Weed, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Weed. So she's yeah. she's a mom and she's addicted to drugs? Uh weed, yeah. That's 
That's Old a drug. That's a drug. That counts. It's bad. It's yeah, bad, yeah. yeah. Wow. And what do you think she's, you know, I, I, you know, when I see excessive drug use or significant drug use, particularly when you have responsibilities, I always go to, okay, well, what is the person self-medicating for? Like, what, what do they feel bad about that they would rather drug than experience? I personally feel that she feels she's not good enough, but I can't solve that for her, and I can't be her punching bag for her. Right. Right. Not good enough in, in what way? Well, she always, like, um, like especially the last few months when she's been using, like, a lot. It, she's fought with my dad, with my mom, and everything is about she needs appraisal the whole time. She needs approval the whole time. If you say one negative thing, she goes into it. And she, you can't actually reason with her. Like her thinking is completely so obscure. Like I don't know if the drugs have damaged her thinking, but you can't come to any kind of middle ground at all. I don't know what she, she's angry with everyone. She's angry with me, my sister, my younger sister, my mom, my dad. She's pretty much written all of us off at this point, but it's it's not us. But wasn't she? cruel to you when she when you were a child? Yes. And has she ever apologized for that? No. Well, that's probably what she's self-medicating for then. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Listen, the cruelty that siblings inflict like older siblings on younger siblings usually that's the case right but the cruelty yeah the cruelty that siblings inflict on each other it rots the soul it it creates such a level of self contempt and self hostility because you were a younger sibling so you were in a vulnerable position you needed yeah. you needed her uh, to to have some, you know, some sort of positive input to you, some sort of uh, way of uh, interacting with you that she, you know, she you looked up to her. She had power over mm. you, right? And and what happened? Mm. I mean, it sounds like sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, of course, right? But it sounds like she just treated you like crap. Yeah, still does. Yeah, so I mean, hasn't she justly earned herself? hatred? I mean, isn't that the price you no. pay for, for abusing children? I suppose, but I mean, she's an adult now. She can't treat people like that anymore. She No, but know, now she treats herself she, like that. Oh. Because she, she, she treated you very badly for a long time. And I assume she herself was treated badly, and she was a child, so it's not you know the the, the blame the blame still falls with your yeah. parents. Yeah. But she treated. I mean, I don't know if you've ever had somebody younger than yourself around. I mean, I'm sure you I had. Did. Yeah, my you sister. you had younger my, friends and all that, right? We three. We three sisters. Right. So if you had, when you had younger friends around, would you could you imagine treating them the way that your sister treated you? 
my youngest sister uh, remember as a child I vowed I'd never touch her I'd never make her feel like my older sister made me feel right right so you have some compassion some empathy some sensitivity and you treated your younger sister well yeah and she was a lot younger than us she's five years younger than me so it was a bit of an age gap but I yeah. never I never treated her badly no and and that's to your credit, of course, and it also is it's um it's harder to treat a sibling who's even further apart in age uh, well because there's less for you to do together, right? Yeah, it's distancing the age gap. Okay, so your sister made the decision to be cruel. Mm. And cruelty to children. Oof. I mean personally, I've never seen anybody recover from it. But I suppose it's theoretically possible that she could apologize and go through the guilt and figure out what happened and, and deal with it all. But it seems like when you're cruel to children, and I don't mean like occasionally you say a mean thing or, or you don't want to play in the child. I mean, you know, consistently and, and abusively and repetitively and um, with, with malice and without remorse. Yeah. Like if you if you are yeah. cruel to children over years, I don't know that that you can't recover. I mean, because you can't you can't undo the damage. The whole the whole point of of when you do wrong to someone is you try to make uh, you apologize and you try to make restitution. And if you can't make restitution, I don't know that you can get better. And that's why you don't let things go too long or too badly before stopping bad behavior and making restitution, because. It's very hard to recover from. And I would imagine that your sister is long past, particularly now, she's not only harmed you, but she's harmed her own child. Yeah, and that's why I tried my best to protect her, her child, as much as I could. I tried to speak normal to her and with emotion and understanding and I tried as much to be there for her because I knew she was going to be damaging. But I mean, but you can't those, win that fight. You can't win that. I, fight. No, seriously, no, no you can't. No. And and it's it's a horrible thing to accept. It is a horrible thing to accept. But you you can't win that fight because the better you behave towards your sister's child, the more your sister will hate you. Well, that's why she's withholding her from me now. Yes, you can't. I mean, I hate to say it because you care about that child, but you can't. Yeah. Against a dysfunctional parent, you can't win. Now, maybe down the road, the child will, will get older, will appreciate you, will reach out to you with some freedom, and that, that that's a possibility. But you cannot go in and fix someone else's parenting. You can't do it. No, you, you can talk to the parent. No. Maybe the parent can be reasonable. But if the parent's not reasonable, you you have you have to to right. to you have to bring your tentacles in, right? You're like a a squid, and I'm I'm the yeah. same way. So I I sympathize, right? I mean, we have our feelers out everywhere. We have our feelers out all over the place, right? Yeah. And and we want to help, and we want to, and it just what happens is people just grab those feelers and use they just control us. And you have yeah, to. Yeah, but I can't it. anymore. No, yeah. you can't. I can't no, anymore. And it's it's a real shame, and it's a horrible thing, but uh, you you can't you can't do it you can't do it, and and it's actually bad for you to try 
because you end up bonding. Yeah. And and you end up getting a child substitute, which delays your own child, uh, your own goal for, for having children. All of that stuff happens, and uh, it's... Um, you end up losing everything. You, you, and there's nothing more painful, really, than attaching to children and then losing everything. Yeah, I can only take things a day at a time. But, I, I mean, I tried to ask her boyfriend if I can get her the little one for, like, a day or two, like I normally did, you know, just because me and my sister's issues have nothing to do with her and she should still spend time with her aunt. But he didn't even acknowledge my message. Nothing. So no, you have to. You have to save your love for your own children. You, you. It is. It is emotional suicide to care about other people's children more than they care about those children themselves. You, you just. You will get your heart broken a thousand times a day. Well, it's only now since I've put my foot down because I've tolerated for the sake of the little one. I've tried to make peace, but it's irreparable since she's um, the actions she's taken the last couple of months is just actually unforgivable. Yeah, I had a friend many years ago whose brother uh, was having trouble with his brother and uh, had a close relationship to his brother's kids and Ooh, I mean, he was telling me that um, his brother threatened to call the cops if he got in touch with those kids because they were they were getting old. See, so what happens wow. is the kids get old enough. The kids get old enough to start asking questions. Yeah. And you know, the secrecy of abusers, the, the secrecy demands of abusers are absolute. And uh, if they believe that you might say some essential truth about their terrible parenting to their own children, I mean, they just they, they, there's nothing that they, they just become emotional terrorists to I mean it's not it, you can't win you can't win those fights you cannot win those no. fights no. All, the only thing that's in there is the losing and here's the thing too yeah. she had power over you when you were a little kid because mm. she was the older and and the bigger and and the someone you looked up to naturally right so so she had power over you mm. when you were a little kid now she has power over you because of her kid mm. And, uh, yeah, you can't that's help exactly why she's doing it. Yeah. No, you can't help. I mean, if you want to help kids, then find a good partner and have kids of your own. That's that's how to help kids. But you can't. Uh, no, no, but yeah. she she was a bit closer to Mars than my other sister's children. I don't know why. She just she's very special. Right. Okay. So but I, I do want children of my own too, obviously, but. Yeah. That's why we're talking. It's one <laughs> of the main strange. reasons we're talking, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what did your parents fight about? Just about anything. Um, they now separated, thank God. Um, but, yeah, it's, my mum would bottle up, bottle up, bottle up. It's a, it's a um, perfect you can almost say narcissist, codependent relationship. My mom would be submissive and my dad would be aggressive. Or, um, Yeah, it, it was like an endurance relationship. Like they had to just survive it. But it also makes it a bit complicated because my, my mom's actually from Lebanon. So 
she was brought up there. So she's got different kind of values than my dad really had. Even though my dad's dad was Lebanese, but um, my dad was brought up in South Africa. So my mom obviously believed that you make it work, you make it work, you make it work. But it, it was inevitable because it's, they're just too miserable together. And do you know why they fought all the time? Well, it was money or just that my dad would do things without asking, consulting her. He'd be permanently wanting to be away on holiday while she had to take responsibility. Um, yeah, my mom took a lot on her plate because my dad was basically non-existent. She ended up doing a lot of my dad's responsibilities that he should have done. Wait, sorry, when you say non-existent, do you mean that he was at work or he just didn't do anything? No. Well, the, we, we, we live on a farm. And the first couple of years that we were on the farm, he had to revive the farm and make it productive again. But then after it started getting productive, he just wanted to go on holidays all the time. So he literally worked 10 years of his life. And since then, it's just been a joyride for him. I mean, till today, I'm doing I'm doing his work for him while he's still going on holidays. Right, right. And did he want the family to come, or did he want to go on his own, or how did that work? Well, when we were young, yes, school holidays, we'd go. We'd he'd take us to places and stuff. That was nice. Um, you just always want to be on holiday and play golf. And I, I assume your, your mom didn't play golf? She did, actually. Oh, she did. She did. And they played golf together? Yeah. She All right. Thought it, All right. Yeah. Well, um, I, I can tell you why your parents fought all the time. And I hate to disagree with you. And again, it's your life, so I could be wrong. Mm. But I'll tell you why your parents mm. fought all the time. And it had nothing to do with money, mm-hmm. and it had nothing to do with vacations, and it had nothing to do with any of that stuff. Mm. Your parents fought all the time because they didn't like each other. Mm. <laughs> I can agree with that. Now, that sounds simple. I mean, <laughs> it sounds kind of obvious, but it's important. Because yeah. what happens is people say, oh, my parents fought over money. Oh, my parents fought over sex. Oh, my parents fought over uh, sharing responsibilities or anything like that. None of that's true. Your parents fought because they didn't like each other, which means Mm. they got together for some other reason than virtue and and values and integrity and, and, and honor and morality and things that, you know, my definition of love is it's our involuntary response to virtue, if we are virtuous. So if people get together for reasons other than virtue, and since your parents were not virtuous people, they couldn't have possibly gotten together for virtue. So there's something else that they got together for. There was some other reason they got together. No, definitely was. My mom always says that he was so handsome. (laughs) That was about all that she said. (laughs) No, and and that's that's very common. That's very common. I mean, the reasons that people get together, social pressure, uh, someone gets pregnant, uh, she's really hot, he's really handsome, they're high status, he's got a lot of money, she, whatever, right? I mean, that's all, mm. that's all, that, those are all terrible reasons to get together. I mean, they're very common, 
doesn't make them any That's better. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so yeah. she got a handsome guy, and it turns out a super handsome guy wasn't a very hard worker. Well, no kidding, <laughs> because his looks got him <laughs> everything for free, right? Yeah, and his father spoiled him as a child, and he got everything for free. Yeah, so, I mean, because he's so handsome, there's this big conveyor belt of just free stuff and positive reinforcement coming to him. I mean, he wants to go on vacation. Probably his whole life was a vacation in a way, right? Because it's all this free stuff. It's, it's like taking Paris Hilton yeah. to the farm and then saying, well, she's not a very hard worker. It's like, well, no kidding. She's not a very hard worker, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> How funny. handsome is your boyfriend? Well, that's why I put a photo on there of the two of us. I don't know if you can see it. But yeah, he's, he's handsome. <laughs> yes. Yes. I knew you were going to bring that yes. up. Yes. <laughs> I see. Uh, there for the genes, are we? <laughs> right. Well, it is kind were... of... Sorry. It's difficult when you've known each other so long. But I suppose my mom can say the same. <laughs> well, I mean... When you were describing your parents' relationship, I it sounded to me almost exactly like your relationship with your boyfriend. Doesn't it? <sighs> he's aggressive and yeah. she's compliant and she takes on ownership. She does too much and he's, right? I mean, you called it, exactly. what, narcissistic and codependent, which, you know, I mean, I don't know if the labels fit or not, but uh, it, it sounds <laughs> not wildly dissimilar from your I mean, there's there's certainly some parallels, would you, would you say? <laughs> I don't know why I didn't see that before. <laughs> well, that's why people call, because it's easy to see from the outside, yeah. and it's impossible to see from yeah. the inside. Oh, you know, it. seeing yourself is like trying to see your own eyeballs without a mirror. Like you can't. That's what you yeah. used to look out of, right? <laughs> exactly. <sighs> so, that sucks. What, um, it, well, it does and it doesn't, right? It does and it doesn't. Uh, and it way more doesn't suck than does. And, and we'll sort of get in, into that. But um, okay. your boyfriend, mm. he knew, because he knew you when you were 13, so he knew about your family upbringing, right? Knew about your family history and all that, right? He kind of got a bit of his, a bit of upbringing with us. Yeah. So he knows that you had... A very aggressive, ill-tempered, dominant father, right? Yeah, but can't remember that it being that bad, ever. You mean as bad as with your boyfriend? Yeah. I don't well, remember you, you my were, dad being you were in hostile. that bad. <laughs> right? You were in yeah. hostile while your parents were hostile, right? Yeah. So you, you probably sure. didn't see all the stuff that went on behind the scenes when, when the kids weren't around and, and all of that. But so but but the point is and let's say that your dad was a seven and, and your boyfriend is a nine as far as aggression goes, okay, that's fine. But he knows. Yeah. He knows. I mean, I I'll tell you this is a thing about love, right? This is a thing about love. So mm. when you fall in love or you become attached or you fall in lust, that's maybe the, whatever, right? You get attached. Yeah. Then yeah. your boyfriend, your girlfriend, they learn all about your buttons, right? They learn yeah. all about your buttons. They learn where your sensitivities are, where your soft spots are, where you're raw, where you're hurt, where your wounds mm. are. Mm. Now, 
there's a secret, or maybe not so secret, vow that every decent human being makes when they get to know someone, right? So they get to know mm. someone. So for instance, I know, based upon your honesty, which I appreciate, but I know that you have a susceptibility to male aggression, right? So because I care about you just human to human being, you're listening to the show, you've asked for help, I mean, you've, you've got my care and concern, which is why I'm turning more to humor than any kind of aggression. Not that I'm a particularly aggressive person, I can be, but, but uh, because I know that this is a button I should never, ever push because it will get you to comply based upon the actions of a bad father. In other words, the wound put there by your father is something I would never, ever use to try and get you to do something or not do something. Because I won't pick up, I won't pick up the control implanted in people by evildoers or abusers or just bad people yeah, as a whole, yeah. right? So your boyfriend knows that you have a particular susceptibility to male aggression, which you cannot control. You, you cannot control your involuntary response to male aggression because you had 20 years as a child of this being a constant force in your life. It's like you can no more control your response to male aggression than you can hear English being spoken and not understand what it means. Because mm. you were raised speaking English, right? So your boyfriend knows this about you. You have this big, giant red button, which he can get you to comply if he pounds it hard enough. That was put there by your father. Sorry, and he, it's just because he knows that. Because About he knows that. He, specifically. Because he knows that. And it doesn't hugely matter who it was put, who put that button there. I mean, he knows it's but, your dad. I mean, everybody knows it's your dad for the most part. And your sister to some degree, but your sister's behavior was still your father and your mother's responsibility. Because if you have a bullying sibling as parents, yeah. you, you've got to go in and solve that problem. You can't just have a child yeah. in your household being bullied continuously year after year. You, as, a, as parents, you've got to get in there and stop that and solve that problem. But you can't solve that problem as parents if you are the problem. In other words, because your father's aggressive, because your mother's compliant, your sister's aggressive and you're compliant, they can't deal. I mean, if they're bullies, they can't deal with bullying, right? Obviously, because the, the, the problem is them. They can't, you can't solve a problem if the problem is you. And, right? so, mm. so your boyfriend knows that you have a big red button which will get you to comply. Now, love, love is when someone says, I know you have this wound. I will never, ever use it. In fact, I will do the opposite. I will never, ever be aggressive with you because I know how susceptible you are to that. It's kind of like if you have a peanut sensitivity or a peanut allergy, you mm. can only live with someone who promises not to put peanuts in your food, right? I know you have the susceptibility. You know, my, my wife is lactose intolerant, right? So she can yeah. only live with me if when I bring her a bowl of cereal, it's lactose-free milk. I know she has a sensitivity to lactose. 
So I can't give her my cheese or my milk or whatever, right? And and mm. that's and and that's a basic fact. Now, if you live with someone and you have lactose intolerance or a peanut allergy or whatever, and they keep bringing you food that has that stuff in it, that's not love, right? That's that's brutal. And if you've got a susceptibility to aggression, and your boyfriend knows this, and he does, because he knew you since you were 13, he knows you now, and he knows what works, and he's like, man, I'm so glad there's this button, I can pound this button and get what I want. That's not good. That's no good so, at all. So what about what about all my previous relationships with guys that I didn't have an issue like that? Is it because they didn't know my father? Well, maybe they cared about you more because they didn't use this aggression. Maybe they weren't well, as good looking. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, this is the first time I'm hearing about these prior relationships. So you didn't have well, prior relationships where there was this kind of aggression? Yeah, I was married before. Um, uh, well, this is also a part why I say I think he's angry with me too. It's because when we start, he left school because, like I said, his parents couldn't afford to um, pay for his school. And we kind of got together again at the age of like 16, 17, where um, we started, it's in a different town, but we started another relationship. and. Two, three years down the line, I was in college. He wasn't. He was working. And um, I was living with my sister, my older one. And it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, bad. And, uh, yeah, and the, it got so bad that I called my dad and I said, like, listen, if you don't ca come take her to rehab, I'm going to call the cops because I can't live like this. Right. And um, she went to rehab and all that, but... Um, with regards to my boyfriend is that I had all this stress from my sister and then because my boyfriend was so depressed because of his parents' situation, it was just too much for me to handle. It was just too much and I, I was in a, a bit of an accident the one night. Um, I was completely sober but I was kind of the, 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 um, the sober driver and a girl rode us over in the road. She didn't put her lights on. And the next day, I thought that he never came to see me. Um, turns out that he did. But at that time, I thought he wasn't there for me. And I broke up with him. And for months and months and months, he was still calling me and, you know, trying basically to get back with me, even after I'd met someone else. And, um, yeah, only years later, I found out that he, he did actually come to see me. But no one told me. So he's angry with me still from breaking up with him that time. And well, he's, yeah, he's right then to I'm be angry. No, he, he's right to be angry, isn't he? He is. He is. Is he, is he married now? Why? Too? No. Well, no. <laughs> um, yeah. is, oh, he's, he's in a relationship then? With me. My boyfriend. I'm sorry, so your boyfriend was the guy you thought was didn't come to see you but then did? Like I said, we've known each other since I was 13 years old. So he came to our school at 13 years old. Around the age of 18, we bumped into each other again and we started dating. I broke up with him because the pressure was too much on me. I moved on, he moved on, and 15 years later, we bumped into each other again and it's back to normal. 
you know, be no, no. So, together okay, again. This is why I'm confused. So you yeah, said sorry. that you had you you were married before. Now is this with your between? I'm sorry. It's between the time I broke up with him in 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 college when I was living with my sister. After him, I met someone, and we were together for seven years. We married, and we divorced after eight years being together. And so I'm. Tr- you said that was, in other. Hang on. You said in other relationships, you didn't have a problem with male aggression, right? Yeah. And why did those? Why did your marriage end? He um, basically cheated on me, and he said he didn't love me. But he was never aggressive towards me. Well, cheating is kind of passive-aggressive, right? Yeah, we didn't connect at all. What, you mean even when you were dating or married? Yeah, we, well, we were only married for like eight months before he wanted a divorce. Um, he, um, we, we moved together over to London and... Obviously, I wasn't very happy there. I wanted to come back. He didn't. And then he, we, he came back at a separate time that I came back to South Africa for a holiday. And he started chatting with this long-term friend of his. And they, yeah, they fell in love. And he came back and he went back again just to make sure. And then when he came back, he said he wanted a divorce. And that was it. But uh, yeah. if you guys were together for eight years and you want kids, why didn't you have kids? He said he didn't want to have kids, but that turns out to be not true because he had a child. So if you wanted to have kids and he didn't want to have kids, why did you get? Why were you together? I didn't know if I wanted to have children at the time. No, I'm come on. Like, no, 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 no. Come on. Don't, don't try that with me, young lady. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everybody has some thought about that at some point. Nobody has, nobody is neutral on that question. Well, I suppose I thought he changed his mind. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a bad, that's bad reasoning, right? Yeah. To be with someone. No, but to be with someone. And hope that they'll fundamentally change their mind about the most important reason for being together, which is to have children. You know, the, the dating and marriage and yeah. sex organs and, and hormones and lust and love. I mean, those things only exist to have children, right? That's all, that's all it's for. Yeah. What's right? the point then? <laughs> that, that, that's, yeah. the whole, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Yeah. And so if you're together with a guy and you're not you disagree about the entire foundational reason why there's romance in the first place, it's not going to work out. I mean, your only option then is to pull the whoops card, right? Oops, I got pregnant. Oh, I guess we'll have to deal yeah, with it now. I'm not going to do that. Right. Well, that's probably what his next but, girlfriend did. Well, his previous one, you know. I'd just like to also say something with regards to... Uh, him as a person he is the softest sweetest person the other 95 percent 99 percent of the time wait who are we He's talking about your current him. boyfriend or my your boyfriend. ex-husband my, my current, no, your current my current boyfriend. boyfriend yeah okay um 
he is not like the others where they were cold towards me. They were passive aggressive towards me. He's warm. He really loves me. He shows compassion or not compassion, but he's very lovable. He's very, but it's also like kind of like I'm his mother at the same time because it seems more like I take care of him than he takes care of me. And yeah. Look, the 99% nice stuff, um, that's, that's part of the abuse, right? Mm. And oh, so there's, I mean, there's two things to say about that, right? So yeah. the, the, the first is that let's say that uh, there's a guy who's very nice and, and only kills a guy once in his life, right? Mm. And he goes, to, he goes into court and they say, we're charging you with murder. And he says, well, what are you talking about? For 99.99999% of my life, I didn't kill anyone. <laughs> what are they going to say? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not on trial for that. <laughs> you're not on trial for not killing someone for most of your life. You're on trial for killing someone most of your life. I know, I know. But then my other, in, in the, my back of my mind, I'm like, well, I've dated other guys before and no one is perfect either, you know? Like, everyone has their demons, their flaws and whatever. It's like, you just got to pick the de the best devil. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Am I just supposed to? Because <laughs> I've self-obviously got issues and I keep attracting these people, these men, I mean, that either don't love me or just crazy or not on the same path. Okay, so let's let's say I'm, I mean nobody's perfect is one of these statements that uh, doesn't mean anything. It, it, honestly, it doesn't mean anything because you could say that about anyone at any time under any situation. You know, it's like it's like a guy who who smokes like a chimney, uh, drinks like a fish, and sits around like a beanbag, right? And people say you shouldn't smoke, you shouldn't drink, you shouldn't just sit around all the time. And he says, hey, man, nobody's perfectly healthy. Like, okay. I know what you're saying. I know Nobody, you're nobody's saying, perfectly healthy. So what, right? I, I know what you're saying. But the thing is, if I do just break up with him and say, like, listen, we, we, you're not going to get married to me. You don't want to have children with me. I can't deal with your anger outburst. I'm just going to leave you. Um, let's try and find something better. It's not to say that I'm now going to find the person that, is better, doesn't abuse me, or not. you know, it's like it's it's not to say that I won't fall into the same trap or the same style relationship again. All right, yeah, 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 I get that too. I get that too. Well, why why on earth would I quit smoking? I'm just going to get addicted to, to 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 marijuana. Why on earth would I quit marijuana? I'm just going to get addicted to to heroin. Why on earth would I quit heroin? I'm just going to get addicted to exercise. Come on, I mean, it, that's not, there, there are choices. Now, let me ask you this as well. So, mm. you want to talk to me, uh, which I appreciate, and I hope that we're yeah. doing some useful stuff. Yeah. Did you, did you say to yourself, and look, maybe you did, I mean, it's perfectly fine if you did, but did you say to yourself, well, I'd like to talk to Steph, but, ah, uh, you know, Steph really does, uh, he, he yells at people, uh, he puts them down, he can be really manipulative, but, you know, maybe if I just weather the storm of Steph's 
manipulation and temper, and I might be able to get some useful stuff out of it? No. No, not at all. Okay. So, I'm better, right? Yeah. Okay, so when you say, well, you know, you've always got to put up with some bad things in people, um, I don't have to put up with bad things in my wife. I don't have to put up with bad things in my daughter. They don't have to put up with bad things with me. Now, does that mean everything is perfect and we never have any conflicts? Well, no, of course not. That doesn't mean that at all. But it does mean that I don't sort of wake up in the morning and say, hmm, well, we've been together for 20 years. I don't know if we're going to make it to 21. I, you know, 50-50, man, I don't know. I've known this person for, you know, 20 years, but, uh, you know, every day it's like, I'm so glad I married this woman. This is a wonderful relationship. She's the best, blah, 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 right? And so, yeah, like I, I, you know, I I think it's important to break it to you that there are uh, better people out there. There are people who aren't going to abuse you out there. It's not out of the frying pan into the fire. That's what the abuser will tell you so that you don't have higher standards. But I'm clearly not making very good decisions up until 36. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I really do care for him. And he really apparently does care for me. Like, but I, I just don't know if I'm missing something. Like, um, I know well, you're missing. I'll I know tell you what you're saying. You're... He's abusing me. He's abusing me. <laughs> Well, I don't know. That's Listen, I don't. Based upon what you've told me, I, I I don't know if he's abusing you or not. We can ask those questions. You say he doesn't lay a hand on you, but does he call you names? Does he put you down? Does he is it verbal abuse? I mean, or is like does he throw things at the wall? Is there physical intimidation? I mean, those are the kind of questions that I would ask. He does verbally abuse me, but and I know no one likes the bus, but he does also say many other good things too. Where us actually struggle. No, but that's worse. That's worse though, because if he was consistently bad, you'd leave. But I already left and now I'm back. Now, wait, when you say you left, do you mean college to, to when you met him again a couple of years ago? No. Um, like I mentioned to you three years ago, his You're father had a my heart sense attack. Of time. I'm just kidding. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But go on. <laughs> it's like I said, it's difficult to explain. <laughs> so much has happened. I feel like I'm, we're in a time machine where this randomly going, <laughs> going all over the planet. I'll I'll hang in there. I'm I'm just I'm just telling you where I'm getting confused. So you after you got back together, you left, uh, and then came back. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. He he's he he he's both his parents basically lost their jobs. And they moved in with us. And he never stood up for me when I needed to be supported emotionally in that house. I had to cook for everyone. I had to clean for everyone. I had to emotionally support everyone. And I had his father with me in the house 24-7 because I work from home. So it was just too much. And he expected just too much from me. And I couldn't do it. And I left. And I went to my mom. And um, basically, like, eight months later, um, all my anger had just gone. And we just started talking normally again, and then things were fine. And then, yeah. Yeah. Why did you? Uh, why did you have to cook and clean for everyone? Because I, because I work from home. Everyone seems to think, or maybe I think, that I have all the time in the world to take care of everyone. 
Um, You're not answering my question. I didn't. Well, hang on. Why? Yeah. Why did you have to cook and clean for everyone? I mean, her parents are unemployed. Her, his his parents are unemployed. Surely they he, should be doing all the cooking and cleaning. They're not busy at all. Sorry, sorry. His mother was still kind of working at the time, but he had to drive her into work. But it was just a very short period because I didn't stay long. Sorry, I apologize. His no, no, but still, but still, after. listen, I tell you this, I, I'll tell you this, you know, you and I will probably never meet, right? But I'll, I'll, I'll tell okay. you this right now, my friend. If you have to put me up because I have no money, I will do your chores. Well, that's how it makes me feel because I don't earn hardly what he earns and I always end up with being the slave. At, no, no, and hang, I know so, it. No, hang on, so, so we go back, right? So what would have happened if you'd yeah. have said... Um, that <laughs> I'm just I, I have a memory here, and I'm just so uh, I lived with a woman in my 20s, and her sister came to live with us, right? Yeah, and I, I said, um, yeah, she's you know, she's welcome to live, but you know, she's working. Uh, I do expect her to at least chip in for groceries, right? Yeah, and this was apparently unthinkable. And I was like, mm, "What? She's an adult. She's working. I don't. I mean, it's it, she can live rent free, okay, but she got at least chip in for groceries. And her, her, my my girlfriend and and like the entire family was like, "This is unthinkable. <laughs> like, what are you like? What are you talking about? She's an adult. <laughs> I've been paying my own bills since I was fifteen. She's she's in her twenties. She's got a full time. You're already job. doing her a favor. Yeah, I'm. I'm already giving her rent free." Yeah. So, and this was like I was apparently some some terrible ogre for you know re requiring That's that this woman too. chip in for groceries. Yeah. You know, and and I said, yeah, listen, no. she's also got a she's got to cook a third of the meals. She's got a you know, like come on. I mean, this is this, she's not a kid. Right? I mean, if it was some yeah. twelve year old, yeah, I get it. I mean, even a twelve year old would have to do some chores, right? But. Yeah. Um, now, it's a little easier for me as a dude, right? Just frankly, I mean, the, the expectation that women are just going to scurry around. But I just don't know why the mom wouldn't be like, oh, I'm so grateful, man. You put us up. You've saved us from homelessness. What can I do to help? Let me do your groceries. Let me clean the house. Let me, let me at least cook. Let me do something, right? Well, that's also why I'm so angry with his parents is that they didn't help me at all. Uh, they uh, no, expected no, no, no. everything. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. no. Crucify me now. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I'm trying to empower you, right? <laughs> at least that's the goal. Right? The goal. The goal is. That's why I said, well, why do you have to do this stuff? And people say, "Where's my meal?" It's like, hey, the kitchen's right there. Well, that's why I live. <laughs> right, right. So you got a family of selfish people, right? Okay, so why, why, so why did you go back? Well, because they're not living with him anymore. <laughs> and I did kind of... Like they're never going to get old and move back in? Well, no. You see, before the lockdown, that's now where things get a little weird, funny. Um, when I moved out, right, all the pressure was then on my boyfriend. Which, surprise, surprise, he couldn't deal with it either. Um, and you all mean he the pressure of get... feeding and taking care of his parents? Yes. Like they're... 
Yeah. And they're functional people, right? That's, I mean, it's not like they're in wheelchairs. They, or... Well, his father was, but um, when it suited him, he could walk. But when it didn't suit him, he couldn't mop, you know? And oh, right, being right, right. That, yeah. So I was his personal slave in the house. I mean, I should have put my foot down, but out of respect that these parents, I tried as much as I could to keep the peace. Wait, wait. But they okay, this, this, uh, oh my God. <laughs> the propaganda <laughs> doth flow from your mouth in, in, in true torrents like a tsunami, right? <laughs> okay, first of all, you didn't keep the peace because you moved out. Secondly, yeah, you, you say out of respect. What are you talking about respect? I mean, people earn respect. They don't get respect by just being someone's parents. He 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 comes up for his parents a lot, and he does what? He would defend. He he defends them a lot. No, like, you said he comes up with parents a lot. I mean, maybe I misheard that. He comes up for them. So if yeah, he. He would come up for them. So he would throw me under the bus, and even though it was their fault. Right. Okay. So he has no loyalty to you. Uh, he has loyalty to his parents, right? A lot. Yes. Right. And that bother- bothers me a lot. Sure. Sure. And you but moved yeah, out. He bought a house. They bought, he bought them a house after I moved out so that they can get out of the house. Now, they're living in a nice, big house, and then lockdown happened, and he couldn't afford to keep them alive and us. And now we're living in this small little compartment of a flat, and they're living in luxury. And I'm basically, I'm not paying rent because my salary is just too small, but I buy the majority of the food, and it's not cheap. Most of the time, I go into my savings just to keep up. So it's, most of it is my own doing. I, I know I know that. I just don't know what to do because he does sometimes ask, can I bring in anything home? That, do we need anything? And then at that time, we don't. But when we do need something, I, I can't open my mouth and say, like, listen, I need dishwashing liquid. Or, you know, it's like, am I going to bother him about that? I'll just go to the shop and get dishwashing liquid. So it's a lot of, it seems like he's, putting all his finances into his parents and I'm having to basically try and just survive here. Right, right. Right. Yeah, it's it, listen, when you're when you're stuck in a an in a system of entitlement, like well, we we we're the parents, we're just entitled to respect. It's like, no you're not. I don't I don't no. like government subsidies and I don't like moral subsidies either. Yeah, I I, I, I mean, pay what people earn. Sorry, go ahead. Before they moved in, I used to call them, like, you know, all the time. I used to visit them out of my own. After that, I cannot find it in me to message them and say, how are you? I cannot. Um, they, they anyway didn't care about me when we broke up. I didn't once get a message from them saying, hey, how are you doing? Sorry that we intruded in your life, you know. I never get a, got a sorry. So I have no, I, I cannot find compassion. For them in other words, in, in other news, selfish time. people are selfish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so you accept that that's who they are. They're not going to change, right? Why would they? Yeah. Why would they change? Being selfish got them a huge house. Exactly. I mean, you're, you're, you and your, your boyfriend totally make selfishness work for them. 
well, if lockdown didn't happen and I, I don't know if I'm making excuses because I don't know his financial status. No, no, do you, do, don't, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I care about you. I don't care about the finances stuff that we can't verify. It does, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you, yeah. if you let people in your life who exploit you and blame them, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I mean, me it's, your, it's I, your job to not be exploited. I know, but <laughs> I'm also just tired of being alone. And I can't, I know that's not a good excuse. It's just uh, after no, the you divorce, sound like you've I really been in, hang on, hang on, hang on. It sounds like you've been in relationships a good chunk of your adult life. Yeah. So, what are you talking about? You're yeah. tired of being alone. No, I mean, you, after you've the tried divorce, not being I alone, really... and it, this is where you are. No, no, you're not with me. Um, when I came back from London, um, I moved back to my parents on the farm because I tried to get a job, but I couldn't cope with the trauma. Um, and you mean the divorce? I w- sorry. You mean the trauma of the divorce? Yes. Okay. Yes. It was it was traumatic. Oh, she, I, I believe you. I knew her. Yeah. So I went back to the farm just to not be under the pressure of a, like a proper full-on job. And um, also helping my parents and so. And like I said, my parents went away a lot on holiday. And I was alone a lot on the farm. And for, for how long? Weeks and weeks on end, alone, alone. No, I, I I get that for sure, and and but I'm just in terms of in terms of not being in a romantic relationship. How much of no, your adult I was life? Alone. I was quite long. Um, I, I mean, you've really been an adult. Sick. You've been an adult for eighteen years, right? So if you yeah. say to me, "Well, I spent a couple of weeks on my own," I'm like, eh, "It's not that big a percentage, okay, right?" Yeah, it's, it's about five five years that I was alone. Okay, all right. All right. Yeah. But no, it's it's not it's not other people's job to make sure you're not exploited. There's only one person that that job falls to, and that's you. Yeah, I know. And you can't fix other people who are selfish. No. So when you move back in, saying, "Well, the parents are out, but the parents were a symptom, not the problem," right? Yeah. It's like taking cocaine for a toothache and saying, well, I guess my tooth's better. Like yeah. the immediate stressors were gone, but the underlying problems were still the same. He still didn't support yeah. you. He still gave money to his parents. He still won't marry you. He still doesn't want to have kids. Like that's all the same, right? He says he does. And the other day he gave me a promise ring on Valentine's Day. Now, I, like I said, I don't know if I'm just putting maybe too much pressure on him all the time, but every time... For instance, like now with the lockdown, he's his brother, right? He's got a younger brother that is exactly the same as his father, which entitled and poor me and that mentality. And he's already got like one child and he my boyfriend is already helping financially for this one child. Now during lockdown they, they got pregnant again. Now that again falls on my boyfriend and every time he brings this brother up with he's helping them pay or a pram or whatever i get triggered like badly yeah because you're like well what about my kids and that's exactly what i said so, yeah. and then he's like yes he will but when he's ready 
he does want all of that. He does want to marry me. But when he's ready and when financially is he's better. But I have no guarantee of when that's going to be. Well, wait, didn't he, he, he bought his parents a big house, right? But that was before lockdown, yes. But, but no, yeah, I mean, I so, so if, he, if he chose to spend his money on buying his parents a big house, then saying, well, there are financial constraints, it's like, okay, well, do, do his parents, are they the ones who physically own the house? Like, is their names on the deed? No, his name is on the deed, obviously. But the thing is also, hang on, his hang father on, was hang even... On. So, no? so, so <laughs> if, his, if, your, if your boyfriend's name is on the deed... Then what you do is you say, hey, you know, glad you had the house for a while, but, uh, you know, lockdown's kind of tough. I'm going to have to sell the house. And, uh, you know, good luck, right? So money's available, right? I mean, you can sell the house, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so, sorry, is there something else you wanted to say? Well, the thing is, his father was only given four to six months to live. Now... Well, okay. Sorry, this is new information yeah. to me, but okay. Because <laughs> his father had a heart attack. He lost his job because he couldn't work. He was given four to six months to live. And that's why they moved in by us. But it's been basically almost two years now. Um, he and how, sorry, how do, you, how, do you know, how do you know that he was given four to six months to live? That's what my boyfriend said. The doctor told him. The doctor told your boyfriend directly this? Yes. And how do you know that's true? I guess I have no proof. But he was in a bad state. No, I, I get that. I get that. But four to six months to live from a heart attack? I mean, I get if he's Second. got cancer or something and it's, you know, Second. it's stage four or something, I can see that, but... Second heart attack. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, <clears throat> I'm no doctor, but I'm <clears throat> my general... You know, when you're with manipulative people, I just assume everything they say is a lie. Just everything. Absolutely. Especially if it gains them an advantage, right? If it gains them some particular yeah. sympathy or advantage, I just assume that they're lying. Just unless... I know what you're saying. Yeah. So I, I you know, this is a one way of protecting yourself when you're with He has lied people. to me before. He has lied to me before and in my face and quite bad. Yeah, so I would assume that nothing is nothing is true in this environment. Okay, so I think the reason why it's tough for you to decide is you think it's about you. And so you can talk yourself into or out of anything, just as I can and everyone can as a whole, right? You, if you focus on the good stuff, then uh, it seems pretty good. If you focus on the bad stuff, it seems pretty bad. But then there's also that good stuff, so you just you go round and round, right? Yeah. It's not about you. I know that sounds kind of odd, but it's not about you. Okay. Right? Whether you stay with your boyfriend or not has almost nothing to do with you. Do you know what it has to do with? Yeah. No. <laughs> Who does it have to do with? It's not him either. My dad? Nope. It has to <laughs> Uh, I can't see what you're saying. I, I can't. The only, the only people it matters whether you stay with your boyfriend or not are your future children. That's what it's all about. 
But that's you also see, not guaranteed either. No, no. <clears throat> what I mean is, if you have children, and you want children, you have children with him, you are mm. choosing the father of your children. So you think it's just about choosing a boyfriend or a husband for yourself, and it's not really. You're I know, choosing, I know, I know. You're choosing the father for your children. Do you want your children yeah. to grow up with this man and his parents as their father and their grandparents? He is a really good father, but not not the grandparents. But I know those anger fits are not healthy at all. Do you think the anger fits will get better or worse when he's lacking sleep and has a lot of stressors because there's a baby or two in the house? <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, when he's stressed, he... He, he doesn't. It just gets sent on first. Okay, that, maybe that's why he split with his, the mother of the child. I mean, I liked my wife when I met her. I thought she was great. Mm. But I decided to marry her when I just realized one day, my God, she'd be a great mom. He says that, but to be honest, I'm, I'm tired of babying everyone and well you want to do I'm that because you, you you know biologically you were programmed to have kids 18 years ago so you're babying yeah, everyone because that's your maternal instinct right perhaps but he expects me to look after his child like she's my own and she she cannot be mine you know right now he's an intelligent guy right yeah you're 36 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So he knows that if you're going to have kids with him, it's now or never, right? Yeah. I mean, that clock is clanging. And, right? and that's, not even, that's not even to say that I can still have children. That's, I mean, another thing. I've, I've, been, I've been on pulls for my skin so long that I, I don't know if I can. I don't know what that means, the pills for your skin. Oh, sorry. I have acne. I've always had acne. And I take pills that, and the pill, you know, like the pill, to calm my skin down. And it's the only thing that works. But being that I've taken it for so long, probably 15, 17 years, I don't even know if I can still have children. I don't, I mean, I don't know anything really about the science of that. So, I mean, but I'm sure you can go get your FSH levels checked or whatever and figure out. But, but here's the thing. So he knows, yeah. he knows that it's now or never for you. And if it's yeah. not going to be him, he no, like if you want to have kids, if it's not going to be him, you have to decide like now. Yes. And that's why I feel and he's not pressure. giving you, he's not giving you a decision. In the most important decision in your entire life, with the clock running out, desperation mounting, he won't give you a commitment. No. He's actually expecting me to break up with him. And being so that I've he's broken wasted, up with he's life. wasted the last couple of years of your fertility window with no particular intention of giving you the children that you want or the marriage that you need. I think he's really scared. He already no, has no, 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 
Stop psychologizing him. No, stop psychologizing him. (laughs) It doesn't matter what his motivations are. That's why I asked if he's a smart guy, right? Yes. yes. So you you want to say to me, but 99% of the time he's a nice guy, and what I see is a guy bleeding out your fertility years, holding out hope that it's not being manifested. That is sublimely cruel. That is... It is. That is sadistic. And then I have to hear about his brother and his child and how he's supporting and helping them. And that's when I flip. Right. Right. Yeah, see, he's already got his kid, so he's got that under his belt. You don't. You want it. And and I've said this before on the show to, to men, to men who are in your boyfriend's position. And I've said, yeah. listen, if, if you've got a woman in her 30s who wants kids and you, you're not sure, you've got to cut her loose, man. Because she's, she, yeah. she, she, she can't. I mean, if, if you end up bleeding, I mean, imagine this. Imagine you end up in a couple of years, you're too old to have kids, and it doesn't work out with this guy. I know. <laughs> well, then what, right? You're in your 40s. I know. That's not according to you. Yeah, you're in your, you, know, you know this, right? You're, you're in your 40s. You're beyond childbearing years. You're getting older. You're getting wrinkled. I mean, I know. I look in the mirror. I see it happening, right? You're getting older. You're getting wrinkled. (laughs) And then what? What, what, Then what? Who who are you going to date then, right? Yeah. Because if you want a successful guy in his 40s who doesn't have kids, he's going to want a woman in her 30s. Or younger, maybe. Okay, can I also tell you something else, mm. which maybe could help you as you so so much more in tune with this stuff. I I dated after my my husband. I dated another two guys in between, and my husband and these two other guys specifically said, "I'm breaking up because I don't love you." Now. This boyfriend that I'm going out with now is the only one in my life so far that has said he loves me. And he really says he loves me. I mean, like, so much. So that's also a bit traumatizing, you know? Your husband never said he loved you? He did, but when, when we got divorced, he said he's divorcing me because he doesn't actually love me. No, but in the, uh, earlier on he said he did, right? Yeah. Right. Now, if I say I'm a doctor, am I a doctor? No. If I say I'm, I'm an astronaut, are. if I say I'm an astronaut, <laughs> am I an astronaut? Only if you are. No, d- d- but the saying it doesn't make it so, right? No, saying it doesn't make it so. If I say a doctor said my father has only four to six months to live, does that mean it's automatically true? No. And if I say I love you, does that make it true? Well, that's what I keep saying is that his actions just don't show. I mean, I tell him his actions don't show that he loves me. And you know I'm I'm an empiricist, which means I care infinitely more for deeds than words, right? Actions speak louder than words. It's a thing I learned when I was growing up. It's very true, right? Yeah. Do 
but I also don't want to force him, you know. I'm not going to leave him just to force him to get to that point, if you know what I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, so uh, how long did you guys date before you moved in together? Um, um, probably like three, two, three months. Right. So I'll say this to, I mean, it's too late for you in terms of this piece of advice, not in terms of life as a whole, but just in this piece of advice, I say this to women, do not move into the guy yeah. until you're married. Do not move in with the guy until you're married. Do not move in with the yeah. man until you're married. But Because you lose your leverage. You lose, like, now Now you're trying to manipulate, in, in a sense, and get what you want, but you've already given up everything, right? There, there's no, right? Just don't, I know. Don't move in until you get married. I know. Well, that's the thing is I could I could move back with my mom, but then it's kind of like a gun to his head, you know, and that's not what I want. Well, but you're still trying to figure out how this guy is going to be the father of your children. But earlier you said that his temper would make him not such a great father, right? If he has to take any responsibilities, I could just imagine, yeah. I'm sorry, can you just say that again? If the stress, he, the more he stresses, and the child would obviously put that stress. Sorry, yes. And let's say that you have a son. Well, let's say you have a son and you have a daughter, right? So you have a son, and this, mm. your boyfriend is his role model, right? So he's going to turn out. Like when you choose, when you choose the father of your child, you're choosing who your child is going to turn into. For the most part, because there's genes and then there's environment, right? And then there's some free but will. But you don't think that they do? Do you think like I was thinking about this, and if, say, for instance, he does agree to actually get like real help, like I mean, like real psychological help. Do you think that that's worth even considering? If he would agree, do you think that's worth considering? I'm not sure what you mean when you say, is that worth considering? Um, so, for instance... That's an ambiguous phrase, and I... Sorry, go ahead. If he was to get help for his anger and his issues... Um, and it really does actually make an effect on it. Uh, is that even worth? Is it worth it? Is it my job to to help because I know better, or I don't know? So you're choosing a guy and you want him to change. That doesn't work. No. Like he is. I mean, he is the guy. I just need him to be different. People don't really change. Now, does that mean people can't grow? No, I mean, people can grow. But does he, does he acknowledge that there's a, a fundamental problem that he needs to deal with? He knows it deep down. He's no, 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 he's no, 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 not deep down. Don't give me your mind. We can't, we don't, we're, not, we're very bad at mind <laughs> reading, right? Which is why I keep asking people for clarification, right? Like when you say, is it worth considering? I don't know what you mean by that phrase. It's a bit of an ambiguous phrase, so I ask for clarification. So what it means is that, is this a known thing where he says, I have a bad temper, it's, it's wrecking our relationship, 
and I'm immediately going to get help or I'm, I'm planning to get help or I'm going to make a call this week to get help. That's, and then he goes, right? That, that's, is he there? So only thing that he's done is that he's taken all the alcohol away. So he stopped drinking. Well, there is still alcohol in the house. Whether he drinks it is a different story. Wait, he's taken all the alcohol but he, away, but there's alcohol in the taken, house? He's, take, he's taken away his alcohol. My alcohol is still, yeah, but I barely drink. So. Oh, but you still have alcohol in the house, even though he's got a problem with drinking? Well, I don't drink. No, no, but he's got the really? problem with drinking. Why do you still have alcohol in the house if you barely drink and he's got a problem he with it? He buys it. He buys it. <laughs> Well, tell him to stop. I don't understand. He, he's got a problem with alcohol. It's like if you've got a chain smoker in the house and, and you barely smoke, it's like, well, we still keep lots of cigarettes around. It's like, well, why? Why, why? Anyway, it doesn't, doesn't hugely matter. So, yeah. But he has, not, he has not said, I have a foundational problem with my temper. Does, does he, has he admitted that he has a foundational problem that you should always stand up for your wife no matter what? Under all circumstances, in all situations, you must always stand up for your wife. I've said this to my wife. I've said this to my child. I said, look, in any situation, particularly public situations, I am 150% on your side. I don't care what the other person says. I'm on your side. Now, maybe later, you know, in the privacy of your own home, there may be a few tweaks to that, but, you know, 150%. Well, that's my, that's my biggest Actually, the thing that bothers me the absolute, absolute most is that even though I was taking care of everyone, including a friend that was living in, in the house at the moment, he still told me that it was my fault because I was ugly to everyone. No, that, but what he, was your fault? He didn't stand up to me, even for me. Sorry, what was your fault? Like, if I get upset about something, um, you know, I mean, his, his parents basically took over the house. Like, they put things where they'd want to put it. They they wouldn't give me any space, you know. They didn't respect our privacy at all. And it was just too much. I mean, like, if I'd get, like, frustrated and upset about something, it was my fault. Like, for instance, just a small example, um, with regards to rubbish, right, I always take the bottle, I squeeze out the air to make less space so that more stuff can go in the bag, right? So I tell his mother this, like, please, if you could do this, um, so that, you know, and day after day, I'd come to to the kitchen where the dustbin is and there's an empty bottle on top of the counter. Now, how much effort is it to put it in the bin? Just squeeze out the air and put it in the bin. And I couldn't understand day after day, I used to come and see this bottle standing open. And eventually I asked my boyfriend, but is this you? You know, you know, we always squeeze out the air and we put it in the bin. No, his mother said that she cannot squeeze it. So she just puts it up there. So I got upset because why couldn't she just come tell me that? You know, now I'm like getting frustrated day after day about her bottle standing empty and I have to put it in the bin. Small things. No, but they're not small. 
I mean, they're not small because they indicate particular character flaws, right? Well, respect. I mean, in my opinion, I don't know. I'm getting worked up just thinking, talking about it. (laughs) And you're right. When you're being put up in someone's house, you will try to adapt to their preferences and their needs, and particularly if they're sensible in this way, right? Yeah. So, why are you 36 years old and still hanging out with people who treat you this way? Or in that environment? I don't, to be honest, I don't have many people left in my life. Um, no, no, no. You're backing away from the question. I don't see. I, I, I don't see. I don't see them that often. No, no. Um, but it's your no. Your husband, your boyfriend. Sorry, your boyfriend is the issue. Yeah. yeah. Your boyfriend doesn't seem to respect you at all. No, not. I mean, he speaks very well of me by other people. But well, no, that's a vanity to... thing. No, that's a vanity thing. That makes him look good. No, I'm talking about. Doesn't matter what he says to other people. Yeah. It matters how yeah, he treats you. Yeah, but that people don't see. They don't see that. They only see how nice he is. And there is no surer way to make a woman resentful than to not appreciate what she does. Because you work very hard for everyone, right? Yeah. And this is just a tip for men out there. Look, women work very hard. For, for God's sake, for the love of all that's holy, appreciate the living hell out of that. I mean, it would make it all worthwhile if you were genuinely appreciated, right? Definitely. Women work so hard. And there's so many men, and I guess grandmothers in this case too, who just view it like, like you said, like you're a slave, like it's just it's what you do. Yeah. You know, like that the worms yeah. go out and, and fertilize our soil, and we don't sit there and say, well, i got to go out and thank the worms today. Like, it's just, we don't go out and thank <laughs> gravity for keeping our car down on the road. It's just a force of time. And there's so many people who take the labor of women like it's just some force of nature. But it's hard work. It's bloody hard work. It is. And it's thankless work. It is, especially when, especially when there's, I mean, you have your boyfriend, one thing to look after. That's one thing. Having a friend of his, that eats like a horse, plus another two mouths, having four or five people to cook for every day and wash dishes and clean the whole house on your own. It's, it's crazy. Like, and if I'd ask for help, it means that there's another person in the house irritating me, being in my space. So I'm doomed if I do, I'm doomed if I don't. <laughs> well, and that's a good you know indication that it's not a good place to be. No, no. I literally, uh, I left. And the next morning, I woke up in a panic. I could not go back. I literally, first time in my, in my life, I had like literally a panic attack. I just could not go back. Why did you go back? Well, like I said, it was months later, like eight, nine months afterwards. And um, they had moved out. And I have, I, 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 yeah, I just didn't have the anger for him as I used to. What? You know, no, the no, but the, the issue about getting married and having kids was still not resolved. I assume, I thought that it would come. Based on what evidence? 
Well, he did buy me a promise ring now on Valentine's Day. No, no, no. I'm talking about why you moved back. When was that? When did you move back? It was just, it was literally the day before lockdown. So I think it was March or something. So why are you telling me something, why are you telling me something a year later when I asked you why you moved back? You're doing this time flip with me again, (laughs) right? (laughs) So I said, why did you move back? And you said, well, he bought me a promise ring a year after I moved back. Is that, that doesn't explain why you moved back. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I think I misunderstood you. I moved back because we really missed each other. Um, I really did miss him a lot. So? But that might how do you How do you know be... that it's not codependence? I mean, I'm not sure. I am. I probably am. Did you move back because you were lonely? Did you move back because it seemed like too much work to go and find another relationship? Did you move back because it's the best no, you could do? I, I mean, there's did. lots of reasons, right? I did actually. I did see someone like literally just chatting a bit and we saw each other once or twice. I did try. And it was just, I felt like she's disguised issues too, you know? And like, I just looked at all the guys that I've had issues with and I was just like well yes he has issues but he he shows he loves me in some ways and what are those ways he can be quite caring like he'd bring me things he can't make my life easier like if he knows um for instance you know my car needs to be serviced he'll make sure that it gets serviced or um, you know, like in South Africa, it's quite dangerous. He he put smash and grab on my windows. So he, he does things. Um, yeah, he he would like take snippets of things. Like I'd say like one day I'd like to have a nice coffee machine. And he would then eventually get, like I wasn't expecting anything, but he'd get a coffee machine or um, tonight I'm making food. You know, like he would he would show he cares a lot as well he he really does and my mom also like they love him because they can see how much he does for me and he has good in him too <laughs> but your your parents <laughs> like him yeah but your parents aren't very nice people in many ways right i'm not sure how their approval is like some plus well they didn't approve of the guy that i was married so maybe that's where the plus comes in. Do they have any concerns about your fertility window? Have they talked about that or expressed that at all? I mean, who's yes, who's caring about you and what you need biologically? That that's what I'm like. It's Me. it's nice that he it's nice that he brings you a coffee machine and it's nice that he puts the smash and grab stuff on you. I mean, that's great. I mean, I, I appreciate that. But I mean, you understand that that's completely unimportant relative to the core issue you have. Which is you That's need a bloody commitment and you need some kids. And and time's really, yeah. really, really running out. Yeah. And that's that's what and I'm like, I mean, all these little things, this frou frou, this yeah, it's nice, but you know, what 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 I wanna know is who's really seeing it from your side? I need my mom. And what does she say? She's messaged him before and She's always diplomatic and getting her message across, like, I know you love her, and da-da-da, and it's time, you've been together for a while now, you know, like, 
pushing him. And also now he's coming back with saying, like, everyone's pushing him. Now I'm, we're just pushing him further. Like, that's not what it's about. It's My time is running out. I mean, whether I like it or not. Wait, he says everyone pushing him, it makes him less likely to do it? Yeah, well, he said that the last time that I mentioned. But he never mentioned it before, but this time. And it does happen uh, quite a well, lot. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So when you say you want a coffee maker, he'll go out and get you a coffee maker. But when you say, I need a commitment because my eggs are dying in my belly, he's like, oh, that's too much pressure. That's going to make me less likely to do it. Well, then, then you're doomed, right? It, it, because if you express a need, yeah. if you express yes. a need, then, then it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to provide that, even though it's your most essential need. Stop expressing it. Yes. Stop pushing me, right? It's like, no, time is pushing yes. me. Like 40 is coming. Yeah. Time is pushing you. It's not up to you, right? It's just up to biology, right? So yes, if you're sitting there exactly. saying, well, when you express your deepest need, it pushes me in the opposite direction. He's trying to punish you for expressing your deepest need. But, but he should be respecting your deepest need. And if he cannot, if he, if he has decided he will not fulfill it, then he needs to not run out the clock. Right? Because if he runs out the clock, in other words, if he keeps things going to the point where you can't have kids, oh, you're going to hate him. Oh, you're going to hate him. Oh, no. You are going to hate and myself. And guts. Yeah, and yourself. And right? myself. And yourself. Yeah. And... I don't know what I don't know what the promise ring is. I, I I associate that with being a teenager. But what the hell does the promise ring mean? Is, is that I an engagement know, ring or what? I know. I, I, I don't take much of it because of the fact that I I swear he ordered it like two days before he wanted to give it to me. So it wasn't like to me. I didn't think much of it because I I don't feel like he went through a lot of effort for it. I don't know. I could be wrong, but. What's going to happen with his daughter when she hits puberty? Is things going to go well or badly? She, she, I don't know. She's a very sweet girl. Very, very sweet girl. But I think she's going to have a lot of issues. Yeah, I mean, she's got selfish grandparents. She's got a bit of a manipulative dad. Uh, she's the child of divorce. Uh, you know, I, I can imagine. Married. I'm sorry? They weren't married. They well, weren't married. That's even worse that's in a way. Right. Yeah. That's, that's even worse because <laughs> they didn't even bother to get married, right? I mean, that's, that's pretty bad, right? I assume that the ex is a mess. Yeah, she's dated a lot of guys in between. She's now finally seems to be settling down with someone. But, I mean, then again, she's, nev she's, she's not a very nice person herself. So I don't have much time for her. Right. Right. So, yeah, imagine this, right? I'm sure you have, right? Mm. Imagine that he runs out the clock. Mm. He's like, oh, soon, end of lockdown, we'll make a decision, and, and you know, I want to have a proper wedding, and we can't invite anyone, and he's just running out the clock. Yeah. Right? He's just running out the clock. That's and let's say that he, he's able to, uh, to achieve that. And obviously, I think, I mean, as a man, uh, that, that's, that's his goal. That's his goal. I mean, a man who wants to get something done, gets something done. I mean, anybody who wants to get something done, gets something done. It, it, you don't wait years. Well, that's exactly. I mean, last, last week, I literally uh, I said my say. And I haven't been myself with him since. 
I said, you're wasting my time. And I said, if you want to, you would have. You know, I, I'm telling him all these things and he's still not doing it. So. Oh yeah, no, no. So he's uh, he's he, he probably doesn't he probably doesn't want another child. He may not have even wanted his daughter, uh, as far as I know. Maybe it was an unwanted pregnancy. Who knows, right? But he he probably doesn't want another child. But you're an attractive, intelligent woman, and you do a lot of work for him. And and listen, man, once a man gets used to that that level of support from a, a woman, it's pretty hard to give up. It's pretty hard to like he's gonna have to start. If if you leave, he's like, oh my god, I gotta start cooking all my own meals. I don't know. <laughs> running yeah. my own household. Yeah, yeah. And oh my, it's a mess, right? And yeah, he will be. So yeah, so he doesn't he doesn't want that to go on. So so imagine this. Imagine right, he runs out the clock and you know and, and listen, for for guys who don't want to commit, the lockdown has been a huge blessing. Because now they can blame the lockdown, right? Like the lockdown does not prevent yeah. you from getting married. It doesn't prevent you from starting a family. It doesn't prevent any yeah. of these things. Lots of people are still getting married. Lots of people are still having children. But apparently we can't. No, no. So If his brother that he's supporting can have a child, yeah, then why yeah. can't we? Of course, right? So, And then, you know, why on earth would you let the Chinese communists take away your family? I just know. So if he's going to run out the clock, this could happen, what? right? Oh, like why, why would you let the Chinese communists take away your family, right? So, oh, we can't have kids because of lockdown, right? So yeah, yeah. So yeah, the scenario could be he runs out the clock, and um, you know maybe you try and start having kids when you're forty, and uh, I mean that's that's really dicey, right? And yeah, uh, and he blames me for not having a child because I left him when we were twenty years old, so it's my fault. He bl- Oh, because you thought he didn't come to visit you in the hospital uh, and, and all I that. I broke up with him, but I mean, I'm sure that I can't remember anything, like a lot, but I'm sure it must, it couldn't have just been a one-talk thing. I must have felt that he wasn't there for me for a long time. I wouldn't have just broken up for, with him. Look, he wasn't, there with you. he wasn't there with you with regards to his parents. Of course he wasn't there for no. you when you were 20. Yeah, it's so not like he was I really think, good at being there for you when you were twenty, but somehow lost the knack when he hit forty or whatever. Right? Come on. Right. Yeah. But the idea that, that he would blame you for not having kids—that's pretty cruel. Again, there's a there's a cruel yeah. streak. There's a cruel streak here. I'm telling you, there's a cruel streak here. And the nice stuff is there. You know, if you want to catch a fish, you got a hook and you got a a worm. You got to have something tasty. So the nice stuff is there to keep you. So that he can keep doing the not not nice stuff, in my opinion, right? My dad, my dad said that he's buying me. That's what he said. That he's what? He's buying me. Ah. So your dad's not the such a fan. The last time I spoke. To him. Hmm. Your dad's not such a fan of this guy. He he does, but he he is all. The last time I spoke to him, I spoke to him about this issue. Right. And he said, well, it looks like he's paying you. He's buying you. Right. And, and I mean, I don't care about a coffee low, machine. Right? I, don't, I don't care about stuff. Sorry, what did you say about Oh, it's just because your salary is very low, right? Very low. Stuff. Wait, yeah. And you, said, you just said you don't care about stuff? Like the material stuff? Yeah, I mean, if he buys me a chain or a necklace or something, it's really, that's not important. It's important when he stands up for me again, when it matters, you know. Which he he doesn't do. He supports me when it, which, yeah. Okay, but see, you're still thinking about it like it's about you, with all due respect. Does your your baby care about having resources while you're home breastfeeding? 
Yeah. I mean, you, you can have the luxury of not caring about material things, but that's not the case I with know. the baby. I know, and right? then that's the, that's the second thing is that I know that my, my dad is my um, boss, right? And he hasn't given me a raise for like so long. But you know as well, South Africa's prospects for us is, is I've tried to get another job. And also, my dad has also threatened me for a band. He would write me off if I leave him with a business. Because he's 65, so he can't deal with what I'm dealing with. So, yeah, I mean, now I have to keep quiet because technically I can't support my own child on my own. Right. And it's not like I want to trick him because I don't want to trick him. But I I feel hopeless, you know. Right, right. Uh, just I, I just accidentally hit the mic volume. Uh, you can still hear me fine? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. So, so here's the scenario that could happen, which is that you end up not having a child of your own, and then you continue living with this guy, and then his daughter turns into all kinds of problems, and then you end up having to manage a child that you don't have any direct authority over, who's maybe going off the rails and the amount of resentment and rage that you would have in that situation. I don't get to have my own kid, but I get to deal with your messed up kid. Oof. Come on. That's, that's, there's no way that relationship's going to last. Yeah. Um, she doesn't live by us, but I have kind I have kind of had that conversation is you, you want me to babysit your child, but you don't want to give me a child. I've had that. No, and, and what if she ends up in so much conflict with her mom that she comes and lives with you? Oh, goodness. No. I, no. Yeah. I well, you say no, it. but I'm not sure you're very good at doing the no. You say the no. <laughs> you know? I know. I, I, I have no backbone sometimes, I suppose. You have, uh, listen, you have something that is wonderful in a good relationship and terrible in a bad relationship, but you have that four-letter word called hope. Yeah. Right? Isn't this what this is founded on? Right? So if... This is the, this is the fundamental question that you have, in, and this is for everyone in relationships. So fundamental question. Mm. If the mm. person doesn't change, is the, are they good enough? Are they enough? Yeah. And that's my question. If he doesn't change, will you stay with him until you're old. Until you die. If he doesn't change. And possibly no children. Well, not changing. He's not committed yet, right? Yeah. I mean, he's known so. you for decades, right? He, he's known you wanted to have yeah. kids for how long? Since we got together, really. I mean, I didn't... The first year, obviously, not. But wait, no, but he so ha, for how many years has he known you want to have children? Since before we broke up, the first like, yeah, probably like a year into our relationship, maybe eight months. But did you say, did you talk but at I all mean, about, did you talk at all about your desire for children? I mean, not 
give me children now, but I want to have children. Does, how long has he known that you want to have children? Did he, knew that? Did he know that when you were a teenager? Did he know that when you were 13? Did he know that when you were 20? How, how, for how long has he known that you want to have children? About two and a half years. So it's not something that ever came up before, right? I mean, I, mean, I know you were younger no. and all of that, but... Yeah, yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> for two and a half years, he's known you want to have children. And, uh, you know, two and a half years back, right? So you were 34, mm. right? You were 34, mm. or I guess 36, two and a half years. You were 30, 32 and a half, right? Yeah. So you went from your early 30s to your late 30s, and you still have no kids, and neither do you have any prospect of when the kids will come, right? Yeah. Okay. So the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior, by far. The best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. I know. If he doesn't change, and you don't get the commitment, you don't get the kids, but and he doesn't, how do on, he doesn't, he doesn't change, on hang on, he doesn't change his moods, he doesn't change his moodiness, he doesn't change his bad temper, he still buys you yeah. coffee machines and puts the smash and grabs in your window, takes your car to get fixed, right? If he doesn't change, if he doesn't change, Will you be happy? No. Okay. Otherwise, I wouldn't be calling you, I suppose. Well, no, not necessarily, because you could be unhappy because you're hoping he's going to change, right? So some people, yeah, they, like if you yeah. say, okay, well, if you said, you know what, if he is the way that he is, and if I give up the hope of change, I'll certainly be more content, right? Because I'm feeling really restless and annoyed by expecting something that's not going to happen, right? Like the thing is, he hasn't put the, me first. Yeah. I'm sorry? Previous. He hasn't put me first in other situations. So yeah, that's not going to change. I don't know if he will. Yeah. This, this, no, no. Give up on the hope. Hope is one of the most destructive emotions in the world. Because it has had us... I mean, you, 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 with, the, with the grandmother, right? With his, with his mother, you're like, well, I hope that mm. she does the rubbish correctly, right? I, I hope that. I want her to change and I'm frustrated, right? But you just got you give up hope and hope, kill hope to find hope and strangle it in your heart. Seriously, I, I, I hope is 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 a para paralytic. It, it paralyzes you. You might as well be in a wheelchair. Stop hoping. Accept people for who they are. Because hope puts you in bad relationships. Because hope is like, oh, I hope he'll treat me better. I hope he'll change. I hope he'll give me kids. I hope his temper will improve. I hope he'll get help. I hope, I hope, I hope. No. No. That's like saying, I hope I get money. I hope that I lose weight. I hope that I exercise. I hope that I will someday have a spine or whatever you want to call it, right? No, 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 no. Yeah. Hope, hope is... One of the most dangerous things. Now, if you're in a good relationship, it's, it's called optimism. See, hope is when you don't have any evidence. Optimism is when you do. You know, hope is Bitcoin in 2010. Optimism is Bitcoin 2021, right? So <laughs> I have optimism that my wife and I will continue to have a great relationship because we've been doing it for 20 years. I've got evidence. I don't hope we have a good relationship. I don't hope we're going to have a good relationship. I know that we have a good relationship. And we will continue to do so. I don't hope that I'll be a good dad. I know I'm a good dad. I don't hope 
that we'll have a good conversation. I'm trying to have as good and useful a conversation as I can. No, no, no. Hope, the moment you, you, you find yourself hoping something, you got to smash that. You got you got to kill that at the crib. I mean, I, I can't express it. I mean, I'm a big one for accept parts of yourself and all of that. I but hope is the thing that is implanted in you by bad people to control you. Hope is the biggest red button that there is. It's not pain. Hope. Hope is the desire that somehow people would treat me better, despite the fact that they don't. Hope is the program installed by abusers, so they can continue to exploit you. And hope weakens you. And hope puts you under bad people's control. And giving up on hope and demanding evidence is the only thing that strengthens you. But it's hard. It's a hard yeah. thing to give up hope. Yeah. I was, I was going to go with him this weekend parents and I told him I cannot I mean after his episode I was just like I'm not dealing with more of this drama I need some time for myself no 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 no, not going there. You're trying to drag me back into the details. I just gave you a big speech on the big picture because this is no, a philosophy I know, show, right? I You're know. trying to drag me back I into know. the details. I don't care about this weekend. <laughs> You're trying to drag me back into the details. Oh, should you go this weekend or not? No. I don't know. No, I no, don't care no, about no, the no, weekend, no. my dear. I don't care about the weekend. I don't care about the details. I care about the big picture and you getting what you want in life. Now, if you're willing to give up the kids and you get the coffee maker. It's not a good deal in my opinion. I'd rather have kids than the coffee maker, but and I know that's a bit flippant, but that's kind of what it comes down to, right? If you want a guy who's going to fix your car but not give your children, then this is the guy for you, right? If you want a guy who's going to side with everyone else, as a, as a way, if you, you understand that he's saying he treats you badly so that you feel that he's more valuable, you feel that you're less valuable, and the, and the uh, people who verbally abuse you, they, they drain you of self-respect and self-esteem to the point where you think, well, I, I can't do any better, right? But that's partly because that's what they've implanted in you, right? He treats you badly so that you will view yourself as inconsequential and unworthy and unlovable and unvaluable. And that's why he's... It, it's not like he prefers his parents to you. He just needs to do it that way. He needs to stand up to his parents. He needs to... Ignore you and stand up for his parents so that you end up feeling less valuable, less important, and then he can control you, control you more, right? Because to me, anybody who calls me up is automatically super high value. That's just the way it works for me. That's, that's how it is for me. The fact that you're thinking about these issues, the fact that you're concerned about these issues, the fact that you're willing to listen to hopefully some useful feedback and all of that means that you're, for me, it's super high value. I'm sorry? I appreciate that. Now, I, if you were super high I value, I if, if you felt super high value, and this is another, if you felt super high value, what would your life be like, right? I mean, if you really care about people, you build them up, you don't tear them down. You know, I continually tell my wife what an amazing person she is, how lucky I am to be married to her, how much I appreciate everything she does. I want her to feel super high value. 
because that way she's with me by choice. If I break her down, not that I ever would or dream of it, but if I were to break her down, she'd be with me out of pitiful, sad desperation. I don't want her to be with me because of that. I continually tell my daughter, hey, you know, you're stuck with me now, but when you get older, you don't have to be. You don't ever have to call me. You don't ever have to come by. You don't ever have to write to me. You don't ever have to answer an email or a text message. You don't ever have to pick up the phone if I call you. I don't continually tell her that, but when the topic comes up, I remind her. Because I never want her to be with me out of obligation. I never want her to be with me because she has to or, right? To, yeah, to, be chosen by, to be chosen by people, you need to make them feel as valuable as possible so they could get anyone. And that way, when they choose you, it's a choice. But if he breaks you down to the point where you feel like you're not worth much of anything and you're a slave and, and you're spineless and, and you know, you're, you're annoying and you provoke temper, and, and like then, then you're just with him because you're clinging to a, a rock in a storm, not because you could be with anyone and, and do anything. Right? It's the same thing with your dad not giving you raises. Right? These people are not yeah. in your life to build you up and give you choice. They're there to yeah. break you down and exploit you. In my, it's what I see empir- empirically. Again, I'm, I'm happy to be, I'd be really overjoyed to be corrected, but that's what I see. Yeah, it's, it's, it's also, it's really hard for the fact that I, I already broke his heart when we were 20 years old. And he makes sure that I know that because. <laughs> Uh, he says I was his everything and I'm his everything and me leaving him was like the death of him and oh god thinking oh god please yeah. you're gonna make me gag right here <laughs> no he he says that he says that to break you down because what's worse it was something that happened when you were 20 when I'm sure he was a douchebag back then as well Something that happened when you were 20 or the fact that he wouldn't stand up to you in conflicts with his parents when you were, were you working like a, a slave for them? Come on. No, the fact that he's grinding you down about stuff that happened uh, 16 years ago, oh, that's, no, 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 no. So you got to wake up tomorrow and you got to think to yourself, I have all the choice in the world. I have great value. What am I going to do with my life? It's going to be tough. Now, if you end up choosing this guy, like whether you should stay with him or not, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, it, there's, there's a lot to pack into a two-hour call and all of that, right? But, yeah. so, and I don't, I mean, as you know, I don't tell people what to do. Uh, that's not the purpose of philosophy. But if you, if you feel that you have to be with him because you're out of choices, you'll hate him. If you feel like you have to be with him because there's nobody else who wants you or it's too late for you or you don't have time, or right, then he's one. He's run out the clock, and you, you'll stick with him for a while, and you'll end up hating him, right? But if you feel like, okay, I'm a quality woman. I'm a smart woman. I have self-knowledge. I have curiosity. I'm attractive. You're a very attractive woman. Okay, so I have all of this going for me. Who do I want? I have, I have the lion's pick, right? Who do I want? Now, if you then gravitate to this guy and you say, Who's, he's who I want, okay, then, then you won't end up hating him. But if he's broken you down, and this, of course, was a job that was started by your sister and your mother and your father, if he's broken you down to the point where it's like, oh, I, I, this is my last shot, this is my last chance, there's nobody else, and I'm not that attractive, and I have no time, and my eggs are drying up, and, and then if you're just, just hanging out there because... You're clinging to him because there's no other place to go. 
uh, that's not going to work out. That's not going to work out. And and it's better to um, it's better to try it's better to try and get something you want than sit in a situation where for certain you're not going to get what you want. Even if you do break this guy down and you end up you're making him marry you, making him have children. I mean, that would be how he'd phrase it, although it's not true. He'd still have a choice. Then yeah. he'll just resent you and he'll take it out on you in passive aggressive ways by making your life unpleasant. I mean, that's that's what when you when you bully people to do stuff, they just get back at you. Right, I mean, there's, there's no, way, there's nothing for free, right? Either way, doesn't matter which way I go, I, I, I could, I could be doomed, basically, in having a fulfilling life, because I could, hypothetically, break up with him, try and meet someone else. It might only take a year or two before I find someone. Then I'm even older. That's not even to say it's going to work. No, no, no. If but what, no, hang him. on, hang on. No, what you do, what you do, sorry to interrupt you, but, but what you do is you say, if I break up with this guy, I'm going to plunge into therapy. I'm going to, um, and I know that your, your salary is low, so if you need money for therapy, just let me know. We'll, we'll sort it out. But if, if, if you say, okay, this was a, this was a bad idea, and I'm, I'm never going to make this mistake again. I learned my lesson. Then you'll be happier if you do that, even if you end up with no kids. If you say, I let things drift, I succumb to the demon called hope, I, I, I wish things were different, and wishing is death. Wishing is, is, is inaction. Wishing is hoping that the universe is going to deliver to you what you want rather than going out and making it for yourself. So even if you, you, you break up with this guy, because the question okay. is, is, are you going to have a happy family with this guy if he clearly doesn't want to have kids that much or clearly doesn't want to marry you that much, otherwise he would have already done it? So... Can you have a happy family with this guy? Well, it's better to not have kids than to have kids with a uh, in in a bad family situation, a, a bad husband and and a bad father or whatever it is, a resentful breakup, blah blah blah. Right, in my opinion, right. But if you say the world would be better, yeah. Yeah. So if you say, look, this is my big wake up call. I'm going to learn my lesson. I'm never going to let this happen to me again. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to act. Now, I do want to have kids. I'm still 36. I walk out tomorrow. I get intensive therapy to deal with these issues. I don't have exploiters in my life. I tell people the truth, and if they don't like the truth, to hell with them. Get lost. Go take a long walk off a short pier. Or as the old course phrase used to be when I was younger, go take a flying fuck at a rolling donut. I don't know where it came from, but it was kind of funny, and it stuck with me. It stuck with me. But um, Makes no sense. Yeah, it makes no sense, but it, it it's just a way of saying go away, go take a flying flight. It is funny, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's more male-centric, uh, if I understand the physics of it completely. But um, so, and then what you do is you say is you, you you say to your your decent friends or or decent people you have around you or online or whatever you say, hey, listen, man, I'm 36, I'm going through intensive therapy, I really want to have kids. You know, don't don't mess with mama. Uh, if if you want to have kids and you you're willing to hit the gas on this particular proposition, um, I've made mistakes. I've learned from them. I am never going to make these mistakes again. I want to have kids, and like I had this guy on my uh, last Bitcoin roundtable who said, "Hey, I'm in my mid thirties. Uh, I want to have kids. Uh, I want to 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 have a stay at home wife uh, who's going to take care of the kids. I want to provide." And you know, here's my email. Right? Okay, that's that's yeah. frank. That's 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 good. That's good. And that's what my wife said to me. She said, look, you're a good-looking guy. You're probably a bit of a player. 
I, I, I'm, I'm here for something serious. I'm not here for an affair. I'm not here for a, a fling. I'm not here to be somebody's girlfriend forever. I want to get married. I want to settle down. I want to have kids. That's my thing, right? She said, said that right up front. Mm. And she said that because she cared about me. If she didn't care about me, she wouldn't have said that at all. She just wouldn't have. Or she thought there was a potential, right? So what you do is you don't just go out and cross your fingers and get into another wait and hope relationship. What you do is you very upfront and you say to the guy, before you even meet the guy, say, hey, are you interested in kids? Are you interested in having a family? And you, you, you make that the condition of even having a coffee so you don't waste time. But, it, but don't you think it's also a bit rich coming from someone that possibly couldn't afford self to raise her own child? <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of putting a demand on you. No, you that's perfect. No, no, no. That's that's perfectly fine, because what you say is, I can contribute my weight in gold. Ah, it's even better. I can contribute my weight in bitcoins. And you say, listen, I'm fantastic at running a household. I'm a great cook. I'm a great homemaker. I'll be a great mom. I will make your life so easy, you won't even know what you did before. Okay. So I do have something. <laughs> you you will end up making more money having me at home than if I was out there making a hundred rand a year, a hundred thousand rand a year, right? Because well, yeah, yeah, because because what, he, this he is can this focus is, on that. Yeah, he can. You you said your household will run so smoothly that you I'll do your taxes, I'll do I'll I'll, I'll do the groceries, I'll I'll make sure the bills are all paid. You focus on doing what you do best, which is going out and making money for the family, and you will or have a better, family. richer, deeper wonderful life with me at home than with me out there scrabbling for you know 50 bucks a day yeah. yeah that's a great deal for a man yeah and I'm not going to resent you for it to feel that I'm underpaid <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to take this blue haired feminist resentment path I absolutely love the idea of being a stay at home wife a mother's children, a grandmother with a big brood around me, making your life easier and greater and better as you make life my, my life easier and greater and better. We're going to divide the labor. You won't have to worry about a thing other than providing, which I know you're going to want to do and you're going to do beautifully. I'll be there as a counselor for your career. I'll be there to give you feedback. I'll be there to help you with your reports. I'll be like, whatever you need. We'll have a great team life together. Yeah. Behind every great man is a good woman, they say, and it's it's very true. And if you take the Margaret Thatcher route, behind every great woman is a good man. Could can go the other way too, but it's I mean, you want to have kids, right? Rather than you know run well, that's, IBM. That's another thing is that there's been times that he has um, like with a when he gets drunk and he verbally abuses. Like I'm busy writing a book at the moment, which is actually also similar on the same lines as yours. Um, and uh, I don't know, I mean, you know it's difficult. Uh, I mean, besides doing your, your work, so having to write a book. I mean, I've never written a book, so for me it's, it's quite intense. Um, but every time he'd break me down, I'd struggle for weeks and weeks to, you, you know, to, to try and get there again. And yeah, stop writing not so the book. long ago. No, no, stop not, writing the book. Stop writing the book, in my opinion. I know I never tell people what to do, but the book is, you got to focus on your eggs. What do you do? What are you writing a book for? Well, you, you got massive issues to sort out. Because in your I want to do something for my, I want to do something for myself too. And if I'm 
I mean, the thing is this, right? I work six months of the year really hard and the other, the other six months, like now, I do nothing. So I now have the time to do it. Well. Um, and I would like to focus on doing something for myself because everything has always been revolved around my, my dad and I really do want to do this. No, but you see, um, I'm, I'm saying focus on yourself through the kids to come, right? Is, is this book helping you? Figure out how to have kids. No. Okay, I mean, so if I your house was on fire and you were saying, well, I'm right in the middle of editing a book, I'd say the house being on fire is probably more important than editing the book or writing the book, right? Well, that's why I'm speaking to you because I do understand. Uh, I mean, it's not like I'm writing 24-7. It's just no, no, every don't, now don't, No, no, don't, don't give me these ridiculous extremes. I'm not saying you are writing 24-7. I'm just saying that this is probably a distraction or a way to make you feel like you're achieving something when you're not. Yeah. You're not You're not yeah. achieving your core goal, which is getting married and having kids. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I would say uh, work on work on writing uh, birth announcements and marriage announcements. That's the, that's the books that you should be working on <laughs> at the moment. Ah, uh, Yeah. It's just, so yeah, the last the last thing, lot. and I, I do have to I do have to boogie, though I hugely appreciate the conversation. But I will the one last thing of that course. I would say. This is again just a suggestion because I don't know whether you should be with this guy or not. But but I would say that you need to explore whether he can see things from your your standpoint. Like do do like do you understand that this is torture for me because I don't know if I'm going to have the kids or not. Oh yes, you will. But it's like yes, but but nothing concrete has happened, and my time is running out. Like you're a, you're a man. So you can have kids in, when you're 70, right? I'm, I'm, I'm in my last couple of years here. And if it's not you, I, you know, I want to have kids. I really do. And I thought that was kind of part of the arrangement. If it's not, like, just do me a solid. Just let me know. Just be honest. And let me know if you don't want to have kids. But I need you to at least appreciate where I'm coming from and understand I don't want to pressure you. I don't want to bully you. But I really do want kids. And I feel angry because this has kind of been dangled for a while but it's really fundamentally it's my responsibility not yours for me to get what i want in life but you need to explore whether he can see things from your perspective in other words if he only feels like well i'm i'm being bullied i'm being pushed around i'm being you know blah 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 that that's you know then he's not seeing it from your perspective and Mm. then it's very unlikely Mm. to 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 work yeah yeah i see what you're saying i always kind of the the subject always comes up when I get triggered, and that's not a good point to talk about anything. No, you got to talk when you're calm. Yeah, you got to talk when you're calm, and yeah. and not when you're upset because yeah. that that never works. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Will you keep me posted about? Well, was it a useful conversation? Was it? Was it? Did we get some? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. You're I really, very welcome. really appreciate it. Will you keep? Will you keep me posted? <laughs> thank you. I will do. I'll uh, email you or Skype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just shoot me an email. Same, same one you had before. And I really, really email. appreciate your time today. All, all the best. No, thank you, Stephen. I really appreciate it. Take, Take care. care. Bye. Thanks.